We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Last episode, Scott, we said, okay, we've got Atlanta on the schedule. If they get swept, they will be below 500. And that is exactly what happened. Just That was the most obvious thing ever. I hope everybody everybody bet money uh, and put their retirement on the (laughs) Atlanta Braves because it was the most obvious thing possible that this team was going to walk in and get swept. Most obvious thing in the world. Obviously, just a disastrous stretch for the Yankees, disastrous road trip. What was that stat you just read beforehand since July 1st? Their or last 60 games, 400 baseball, 424 and 36. Yep. Worst uh, 60 game uh, span since 92. They've won one series in the past basically two months, month and a half, and that was against the Royals. Everything else has been a series loss or a split. It's just an utter disaster. But I did notice, I think, a tonal shift with some (laughs) of the things that Boone has been saying. Certainly what is being discussed in the media. Like this is this was obviously going to happen. We have a clip from the foul territory show that we're going to play a little bit later on. But when a team is struggling so badly like the Yankees that had high expectations, every single angle is going to start to be looked at. People are going to come out of the woodwork saying, I know what's wrong with the team. I experienced this. So, yes, that was all to be expected. But the thing I want to start with is listening to Boone's postgame press conferences this week. I think there was a little bit of a tonal shift in in what he was, uh, his attitude, more so than anything. Um, last night he's talking about how baseball history is littered with unexpected runs. And he referenced the Phillies last year going on a run to make the, the Braves, Series, the Braves as well. And he's not wrong. Obviously there's, I mean, baseball's 
unique, I think, in that aspect, like more so than a lot of sports. Like, yes, teams that you don't expect to just get hot at the right time and then boom, they they win when you don't expect them to. But the tonal shift is it went from it's right in front of us. We, we've got the right guys in the clubhouse. We, we believe in, in this team to now we have to go on an unexpected run. That's the only way this is going to get fixed is we just have to fall ass backwards into it. Well, that's, that's not falling ass backwards into it. That's if them going on a run is them actually taking the bull by the horns, but they, they're just not, they're not capable of doing that. So uh, it's funny because the, the, the tone shifted like you're talking about with Boone and it, it makes a lot of sense because he can't keep saying the same things to the media over and over again as, as he has. Like it's, at some point it's got to stop. But you know who's starting to pick up the, the lines, the Boone lines? It's Aaron Judge all of a sudden is starting to talk about it's right in front of us. It's I believe in every guy in this locker room. Like all these things. I'm like, oh, no, Judge, don't uh, fall for this. Don't, don't fall infected. into this trap here. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, Judge, what did he say? We need to show up. Like, why were people making a big deal about him saying? I don't that? understand. They, uh, yeah, that was completely mis misread or misjudged, and no pun intended, with how he said that. He was talking about how they're not showing up in big moments, which he's accurate. Yeah. People I, were people. I were knew exactly what that. he meant. I was not. People were translating that as like, oh, we're not showing up. We're not caring. We don't care. Aaron Judge doesn't care. That is that is not not even remotely what he was saying. And it's such a far stretch for people to actually take that. You just. You see where people are, where yeah. they're they're like, Judge said that, and they heard what they wanted to hear, but but really it was like a boonism, and they're expecting Boone to hear, but Judge said it, which completely threw people off, and they're all angry, so they just turned on Judge, which is the last person you need to to do that to, and he clearly is just talking about we haven't shown up in the sense that we have not been good in those moments. Yes. Well, what he's referencing we have is not executed the Yankees execution which we're going to talk about but their inept offense with runners on base i pulled some numbers with men on base just general men on base they have a 241 batting average and a 734 ops that is five percent worse than the league average with runners in scoring position a 239 batting average 697 ops 14 percent worse than league average two outs and runners in scoring position 208 batting average three uh, 636 OPS, 26% worse than league average. And in high leverage situations, they're also 5% worse than league average. In every spot that matters to scoring runs, the Yankees are worse than league average. We're not talking about worse than the top teams in the league. No, no, no. Worse than league, below average. And we just had another stat, Logan, dropped in our chat. Since July 5th of last year, okay, of last year, 101 and 102 as a baseball team. This $300 million payroll, basically since a fluky, historic first half in 2022, is one game below 500 in in more than a season's worth of baseball. Yes, they're, they're, this is bad. This is a bad stretch. This is, this no, is bad it's team. not just a bad, a bad stretch. Team. It's a bad team. It's a bad, it's a bad stretch from a bad team. Uh, yeah. And and you mentioned this at some point too, going kind of going all over the place. But I, I've been watching more closely and how bad this man looks. But Giancarlo Stanton, man, looks like Ooh. looks just awful. He's Done. he's he's always been able to 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 use his upper body more so than other players. Like he, when you watch him swing, it's a lot of upper body. It's a lot of like from waist up, arms. Uh, he and he throws his hands at it. He chops wood and. The more I'm watching him, I'm just I'm realizing that 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 if he's if he's continuing with this 
this, this hitting style, this mechanical way of hitting, it's just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse because he's not going to be able to catch up to the high fastball. He hasn't been able to do it really for two years. It's going to get so much worse. And he just, he's flailing at balls. He looks awful. He looks awful at the plate. Um, and you know, a few times he runs into them, but he really does look bad. That's, that's a contract that's, I know you've been, you've been on this one for a while, but like, it's going to be such a bad contract for it. For it already is. Forward. It already, it already is. is. He's, he's signed under contract for four more seasons after this. And right now he is a below league average hitter. He's hitting 201 with a 98 WRC plus. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're relying on this man to be your cleanup hitter, to hit 35, 40 home runs a year. You were expecting that to continue at least through the next couple seasons. Maybe he'd fade toward the end of his contract, but other than 2018, which he was good in 2018, and then brief stretches in between injury stints, this guy has been terrible for the Yankees. Yeah, really, really terrible. Really terrible. So, um, All right, so yeah, get, just another back, one that I noticed that's been fucking so bad. <laughs> so bad. Getting back to the to the Boone stuff, uh, Logan, if you could play that clip. This was after – was this after Monday's uh, – after Monday or Tuesday's loss? Honestly, I can't remember. Everything's bleeding together at this point. Um, it was after Tuesday's loss. Okay. Aaron, you guys are 500 <coughs> yeah. first time since May 1st. How do you wrap your head around that? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, this is – you know, we're just simply not playing well enough, and you know that's you know starts with me and and on down. We got to be better. I mean, that's a broken record, right? Um, no, that's not. That's different. You know, I feel like we're starting to gain some traction a little bit offensively, and then you know after getting a couple early runs on Freed last night and being kind of behind the eight ball, we weren't able to generate that's... much, and then just get shut down tonight. And we got to be better than that. And there's the reality is, you know, whatever's ahead of us, like there's a lot of season left. You know, there's, you know, we talk about being towards the end or, or there's a quarter of the season left and we got to do better than this. So th- it's not like a huge tone shift, but a little bit. T- it starts with me. I've never heard him say that before. Uh, he said that in the past, something similar to that. But mm. it, this is look, yeah, it doesn't, I don't fucking care about that. It's way too late for that <laughs> accountability. You know, it's like no, that's not at, necessarily accountability. At this but it's point, just, I, I think it's slightly different because at a certain matter. point. At a certain point, like now the team is below 500. They were 500 when he was talking about that. Yes, roughly a quarter of the season is left. That's not enough time for a bad team to turn things around. And the, and he knows it and they know it. And I, I was kind of hopeful that at, when he was wearing the actual full uniform the other night, that that was him trying to like soak it in because he knows his days are numbered. He's like, I got I to gotta wear the Yankee uniform as much as I can before I'm, I'm out of a job. Yeah, well, he needs the the before and after pictures. You know, all those Yankees, uh, the pictures of, hey, first day on the job in, in looks the like shiny pre- looks uniform. Like Last a day, president yeah. aging. Yeah, right. Looks like, yeah, looks like you've been through a freaking war. The, it, but yeah, it's um, it's it's too little, too late for him. And again, we I know we're going to talk about Cashman a lot this uh, in, in this in this particular episode because we've already you know I think shit on Boone as much as humanly possible, but. Again, this had the, the change. If, if they were going to do anything and look for any kind of a spark and try to squeeze any of the talent out of these guys that 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 still uh, they believe has some, I, I truly truly believe that they needed a massive, you know, some kind of a uh, a moment that that changed the tone very differently. And that's not coming from the same person. You need you need a shock the system, and they didn't do it. So that was <laughs> the only way with, that um... anything was possibly going to happen. Are you saying shock the system with firing the manager at some point? Yes, mid-season yeah, that, or and it already like had to big, happen. Yeah, mid-trade 
big trade acquisitions? Oh, probably both. But the big trade acquisition, I don't think, again, like we go back to that, that, that whole philosophy of were they going to acquire anything at the deadline that was going to make a difference? No, I be- still believe that. No, the answer is no. The only way that this team has ha- had a chance or has a chance is if the, if, if the team that is currently existing, the core of the team got their head out of their ass and started playing to, to what the expectations were. And that just isn't going to happen. So anything, and this was a Hail Mary anyway, a, a shock the system, fire the manager, change the chemistry, change the, the, the way that things are being said in the clubhouse. Like that, that's, that is a Hail Mary, no doubt. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but, but I think any, for any of this to ever happen, you need something drastic like that. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's usually something like when you talk about unexpected run, it usually starts with something drastically changing and guys waking up. I, I go back to last year's trade deadline and and he Cashman had such a bad trade deadline where everyone they acquired has been basically injured since yeah. ac- acquiring them that he was probably also gun shy at this deadline. Like I, you know, of, that's bad. If, that, if that's to make if that's moves. a reasoning, if that's a reasoning. Well, listen, I go back to that that quote by the rival executive that said the Yankees were paralyzed by indecision. Now, I think he was referring whoever said that to the fact that they were in between going for it and selling, and they just decided to do nothing, which is the worst possible place to be in. But it has to go back to last year's deadline. Don't don't you think, Hal? And people above Cashman point to last year's deadline and be like, you made all these moves and and none of them materialized? Yeah, but you can't make that as uh, any part of your decision making. If if you're if you're doing that and you're That's ownership looking at the but then you don't have that person in that job. Oh, oh, believe me, Brian Cashman should definitely be out of a job as well. This is what we are witnessing is like a six-year culmination of bad decision-making, okay? This is not the Mets spending $350 million in the offseason and it not working out and then they're pivoting. No, no, the Yankees, this was Brian Cashman's grand vision was to build this Yankees team. And since 20, really 2018, 2019, it has just gone little downhill, little downhill, little downhill every single year. And now where we are, a 500 baseball team that's spending $300 million and not going to even sniff the postseason. Yeah. So, I mean, the, all the early reports from from the, from the Clappish and such is is that Cashman is still going to be there. So yeah. what we're talking about here makes makes no sense. Unless Clappish is, you know, not just a Yankee insider, he's a Cashman insider. And that was he coming is? from I told Cashman. You. Yeah, only that, that Cashman that, and not the that, front office is my point. It's like it, Cashman is an individual. Well, I don't, I don't you know, know that he would say that. that. Well, you know, maybe he's trying to string his own ass out there a little bit longer, um, coming from directly Cashman. But you know, maybe Hal doesn't feel that way. Well, maybe Hal didn't long, have anything to do with that little scoop. The last couple of years, we had both been saying that Boone and Cashman are tied together. That for as long as Cashman is still the Yankees general manager, Boone is going to probably be there because that was a decision Brian Cashman made to move on from Joe Girardi and put in Aaron Boone. And so that decision is on him. So when and if Boone gets fired this offseason, that's Brian Cashman having to admit he made a mistake. Does he get to pick the next Yankees manager? Of course he does if he's in there. I mean, otherwise, why is he there? So yes, well, the answer is, is yes. he going to completely change his philosophy? Because like a big part of this uh, foul territory you know, discussion that they were having that oh, I'll play in a second is about the Yankees. It's not just about 
the players in place or the managers and the coaches in place. It's about the philosophy. What they're teaching at the lower levels of this minor league system is just causing ineptitude up and up and down through through the through the the different rosters and up into the major league roster. Up into the major league roster is the biggest thing because when you look at if you look through the there, there's some there's some threads out there with the with that uh, with that um, video clip that's going out around Twitter or X and it used to that shit um, X.com. I don't know if I said this, but it took me like 10 minutes to find that app on my phone when they changed it. Like, I'm, where's Twitter? I can't <laughs> find black it. X. It's like, oh, yeah, it's X. My bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you looking looking at the stats from the the minor leagues, the hitting in the minor leagues, it, they're not bad. They're it's 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 the transition. It's it's developing major league hitters. They're developing minor league hitters, minor league success, but what it's not translating to the major league level. And you know what I see when I look at the minor leagues of the Yankees right now, you know their system had been ranked in a uh, in a in a pretty good spot in all of baseball. I think it just came out the other day where it's it's twenty uh, first at the midseason rankings. Yep, twenty first after being ranked at the preseason rankings this year thirteen. Last year's midseason ranking twelve. Last year's preseason ranking thirteen, and then dating back to twenty twenty one midseason ranking nineteen. So they went from nineteen middle of the to- pack middle of the pack but now now bottom third of the pack at 21 yeah and when you're seeing what they have in the minor leagues if you go and and look through the the prospects this is kind of going back to that conversation we had last week about dominguez or last uh, last episode about dominguez like to me the only way you can rekindle a a vibe of 2016 and and it's again not going to be there because it's not the caliber of player uh but you'd have to bring up a guy like Dominguez and, and have some success because he's the guy that everybody is hopeful will be the next big superstar. The rest of the guys in the minor leagues, while there may be quality players down there, a lot of it's more depth to me than than like superstars ready to blossom into it. When you look at the Braves roster, and Boone said this in in uh, in one of his interviews, like they got five bona fide superstars in the prime of their career. And what they did over there is they locked everybody up. I mean, yeah, I don't pretty, know how. I mean, that, that was like they they had voodoo. Magic we talked about this in the offseason into last up. year. Like Anthopoulos over there is putting on a clinic of what yeah. to do when you when you one develop, recognize uh, when you scout, identify, and develop young talent, and how you lock them up and bring them up uh, in into a a roster that are, that are playing together essentially on 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 you know a similar path as far as years. But they're hey, I mean, dude, they're, the they're Yankees. They are what the, we thought the Cubs would be, I think, after the right. Cubs won the World Series. But this team is better than that, and um, you know, they'll sprinkle in more pitching probably to get better. But they're going to be a, a powerhouse for five to seven years with this core. The um, yeah, give the Yankees some credit for locking up their young players to affordable deals like Luis Severino, Aaron Hicks, yeah, <laughs> Aaron Hicks, young, youngish, youngish so, players. You also dropped in a thread from Lance Brodz- Brozdowski. Yeah, it was kind of a um, attack on to that one too. Yeah, who is this guy? Who, who is I don't this know. Guy? So, player development analyst it- for Marquee. Watch Marquee. Okay, but that's the Chicago Yes Network, essentially. Yeah. So he said he quote tweeted the foul territory thing. You know what? We got we should play the foul territory clip before this. But first, I want to tell you guys about Game Time, which is our preferred ticketing app because it is the easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to: sporting events, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. The app has so many cool features and is easy to use. It shows you trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in, and it calls out cheap options and flash deals. I bet Yankee Stadium for the, this upcoming homestand is just one big flash deal. 
take it. Take it off our hands. Please come in and buy a chicken bucket. That's what that's how it's going to be out there on the streets. A free ticket, just buy a chicken bucket. There's even event cancellation protection so you can buy with confidence on game time. I like using the app because you get images of your seats before you buy. It's also a very fast buying process. A couple of taps and you're done. The tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you don't have to go through your emails to find them. Snag tickets today without stress using GameTime. Download the app, create an account, use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app, create an account, use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you, GameTime. Uh, real real Game quick, Time. before we play that, can I can I, can I I give a little uh, error grievance, please? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay, so what, September 9th? Is that the uh, old timers day? Mm-hmm. September 9th, I believe it is. Some, if that's not correct, I think it's right yes, because my sister's getting married that day, and that's so right. And uh, yeah, we had a bunch of tickets that that I released to the uh, to the world to get to game time. Um, so they they're bringing back this is Jeter. Jeter's going to be in the in the stadium. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. They're they're bringing back the the quote core four. Uh, I was looking through that list, and a guy who's usually a staple who's been on there is Mr. Bernie Williams, who was an essential piece of of those championship years. Not on the on the list. So I don't know if he's going to be a late addition or what, but I, I read it like three times. I'm like, W, maybe he's in the Bs. Maybe they screwed something up and he's not. He's going to be here. Um, maybe he's in a different area because he's, he's been doing there the, before though, right? Yes, he has. Maybe he's going to doing the national anthem with his guitar and he's just not on mm. this list. Maybe it's a different list. This whole core four bullshit was 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 uh, orchestrated and and built as a marketing ploy by Brandon Steiner of Steiner Sports. Steiner Sports is no longer a thing. Uh, they were... A, there's a there, go read go Google Steiner Sports and you can see what happened to it. I think Fanatics ended up buying them pennies on the dollar, but there was some shiesty shit that was going down there. Um, why, 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 why are the New York Yankees still playing into this bullshit of this core four when arguably one of the better players on that team was Bernie Williams for the entire time? I don't want the Fab Five nonsense either because they're not the Fab <coughs> Five either. Just stop with the 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 names. Stop calling them things. Make sure that they are all together. Because if you're celebrating the 1998 team and you don't have Bernie Williams on the field, it's a fucking travesty. And is this a 1998 off. celebration? There, there's a bunch on? of they call out the 1998 because oh, it's 25. Within. Didn't they just do the 98 celebration in 2018 for the 20 year? Didn't we yeah, have they're, that? They're gonna, oh, are you kidding me? They're going to use every five years. Oh, I know. Possible. Because the reason we had all the celebrations in 16, 17, and it's 18 was because bullshit. they didn't think the team was going to be good. So we got to yeah. get people in the stands somehow. Oh, yeah. Let's go nostalgia and remember the dynasty. Well, that's about to start up again. Hal, as soon as he saw this With team Jeter. for 500, he had to call Jeter in for a favor. He's like, oh, hey, Jeter, uh, you fleeced us on Stanton, so you owe us one. Please come to Old Timers Day. Well, that's not what happened. What happened is, is they're paying Jeter probably some exorbitant amount of money that doesn't hit the tax threshold, so it's no problem because they have it. Okay, and they're they're they think we're all stupid. Five percent of all chicken go. bucket sales in September, Jeter. Anyway, it pissed me off when I just saw that Bernie wasn't on that list. It it bothered me. It it, it still bothers well, me. Yeah, I mean the core four, like yeah, you and maybe he has it. something to do. Maybe he just had plans. Didn't I ask? Uh, Ilya and Logan, you guys were on the Bernie Williams episode. I did. Didn't I ask him if he gets if he's bothered by the core four thing, not including him? I feel like I asked him that. I think you did, and I think he said no. Like, yeah, no, if, he's he gonna always said. say no because he's a class act. <laughs> he's a class act. Well, Bernie, right? I mean, Bernie was uh, the guy wore the guy I, wore like full wired glasses playing center field. <laughs> not not Rex specs. He wore glasses. We got way off topic. What we're, we were going to play the the foul territory clip, yeah, right? Sorry. But you you can always air a grievance on this podcast, Thank you. Scott. 
Thank you. Ben Ruda is in the chat right now who played in the Yankees minor league system recently. And he threw a few comments out there. I fully expect them to clear house in the minor leagues. All the coaches were brought in by Dylan Lawson and the analytics guys. Lawson's the hitting coach who was let go. They will change developmental culture back to old Yankees days. Keep in mind, I played in the Yanks org before analytics 2016 to 18. And then after 18 to 20, stark difference in developments. I asked for an example. He said, here's all you need to know. In 2020, before covid Hit spring training, we played a game called pitchers versus hitters. The only way to score a point was to walk or hit a ball 95 miles an hour plus. Um, and there's no baseball being taught there anymore. No base running, moving runners, fundamentals, etc. Your thoughts and have you heard of any dissension between what's going on there with Cashman going overboard on numbers and analytics guys and then saying like, here's Brian Sabian, here's Omar Minaya, here's Sean Casey. Seems like there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. So, um, first of all, the Yankees trying to reinvent baseball with pitchers versus hitters. Last time I checked, that's called baseball. That already exists. There's a way to score and, and have the hitter win. And that's get on base any way, any way you can hit, walk, air, just get on base and then score a run or the pitcher just get the batter out anyway. That's the game of baseball. The Yankees are trying to reinvent it and instill. This is in just a game that they. This all is you have to play, focus though. on. Yeah, no, I know, but all, but what it's teaching is all you have to focus on is either walking or hitting the ball hard. No situational hitting, as Ben Ruda said. Right. No. If there's a guy on third base, a way to win an at bat is hit a ball to the outfield so that guy can score. But it might be only hit 77 miles per hour. But if it's a fly ball to right field that can get a runner in, that's a good at bat. Not according to this game that they're playing. Them not teaching fundamentals has bled into the major league level. And I know not everybody on the Yankees major league roster has come up through the system. But when you objectively look at this Yankees roster going back to 2018, one of the number one issues with it has been too many strikeouts, especially with runners on base, not able to move runners when they need to, not able to score guys with less than two outs, not able to run the bases effectively. All of those things go back to fundamentals in baseball, and they're not even teaching it at the minor league level. They're still spitting in the face of things that are costing this team games at the major league level. It is utter incompetence. It, I mean, it goes it goes back to the movement of analytics and how it can be applied in a really poor way rather than finding that blend. You're seeing a lot of teams that use anal- – and everybody's using analytics. That, that, that's, a, that's a part of the game today. If you're not using analytics, you're not doing the right thing. You should be using analytics. But you should be using analytics in a smart way that also brings in fundamentals and and the way that you play the game and how that can improve, how analytics can improve the, the things that you're doing on a baseball field. But at the end of the day, the baseball, the game of baseball, see the ball, hit the ball, see the ball, field the ball, throw the ball, all of those things, none of that has changed. None of that has changed. The eras of baseball, every decade, it, it, it's, it's, it's changed a little bit in the way that the approach has been, some of the techniques, some of the, uh, you know, the equipment, all of these things have absolutely changed. The way that guys are training, but the see the ball, hit the ball, see the ball, catch the ball, and throw the ball is exactly the same. That is not different. And if you're not still doing those fundamental pieces and drilling them in continuously, then you're not able to 
even use the analytics to your advantage as much as you can. And when you see teams like the the Braves and the the Rays, and honestly, even Boston does it. Houston better. Houston's, Houston's a done prime a, example. I mean, Houston's a, the 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 pillar of examples for for how they did this. But if you're not if you're not drilling that stuff, and if you go too hard analytics, that means you're cutting out a lot of baseball guys who can actually teach baseball. That the the nerds and and the old the baseball guys need to live together. They need to be together. They need to find the the right way to communicate and to teach certain things so that those analytics can actually come into play. And frankly, that's that's one of the biggest differences. It's like they've gone too hard on the analytic side and the the rub is you're losing a lot of baseball instincts, you're losing a lot of just things that are that that are that should be no-brainers to a major league baseball player. Yeah, they're just relying on players having those instincts, having the ability to teach themselves that, which clearly is is not effective. So going to this guy Lance's uh, quote tweet on that foul territory clip, he said, quote, bizarre training methods have led the Yankees to the following organizational ranks, combining the four levels between class A and triple A. Number three and 90th percentile exit velocity. Has there ever been a more nerd ranking stat? Number three in 90th percentile. What What are you saying there? I know what they're saying. They hit the ball hard, but they're third in the 90th. I, whatever. Number one in expected waiting on base average. Bottom 10 chase rate. All objectively good organization and objectively good organization at developing MLB hitters. Are they? Keep Name reading. me one. Keep reading. A, MLB team underperforming offensively isn't a reason to dismiss scapegoat what Lawson and others have done from a process standpoint in the New York Yankees minor league system. B, I acknowledge that there are sharp teams who are subtly reworking how they value offense, especially from the perspective of two strikes and situational hitting. But if you're going, if you're doing that before you're developing bat speed and swing decisions at an organizational level, I'm not sure what to tell you. Why, why, why do you have to do that before? Why do you have to do that before? You know, baseball, when you're training for any sport, there's parallel paths that you have to take. You can't do one and not the other. You can't do the, you can't do situational hitting. Uh, yeah. Without having a quick bat, you can't have a quick bat without knowing how to situate. Like these are things that you need to do together. You can't just do one and not the other. They're, they're, they're together. And if you're going to, I would rather you teach situational hitting and how to make mm -hmm. better contact than, yep. than hitting the ball. Give me, give me, uh, uh, your boy, um, Third baseman, Chase, yeah. Chase Headley. You're talking about? Chan no, no. Yes, Chase Headley. Give me Chase Headley right now. What? I'm serious with negative exit velocity and contact over some of these guys because at least you're having some situational hitting. I don't care. I don't care if you even hit it slowly and it rolls. I don't care. I don't care how you do it. If you get a blue pit every time, just get on base. Just get on base. Well, well the, the thing that Lance is, he's, he goes, an objectively good organization at developing major league baseball hitters. Name me one Well, hitter. this is where his argument got completely, fu completely <laughs> fucked. He said major league hitters. If you said minor league hitters, yeah, now you have a, a, something. They but, have but, not developed one but, good major league baseball hitter in the last five Aaron years. Judge. No, he's prior to that. Aaron Judge years, came yeah, up yeah. through the Yankee system prior to analytics. And also, let's remember, when Aaron Judge came out, he struck out 50% of the time in his rookie And then season. went outside the organization. He then went outside the of the organization to completely revamp his swing, his plate That's approach, and everything. And he fact. turned himself into the best hitter in Major League Baseball. I'm not giving the Yankees credit for that. Not yeah, one hitter 
good quality Major League Baseball hitter have the Yankees developed through their system since 2018, which is the analytics era of the Yankees system? Not if you a get, single one. If you want to go further into this and, and identify how many good minor league hitters they've gotten that haven't been able to have success in the major leagues, how many quad A players have we had oh that my come God, up that so we were many. excited about that that just never did the thing in the major leagues on any kind of consistent level? There, there, there are a, a million of those guys, a million of those guys on the position player side. So what that that actually supports what he's saying a lot. They're good at developing minor league guys. You can hit minor league pitching. You can lay off shitty minor league pitching. But when you get into the major leagues and there's a there's a lot more strikes thrown and in situational hitting, you're going to get pitches you're not expecting. You're going to get things that look yeah. different. It's not the same. You're facing the back end of the Baltimore bullpen who's been filthy this year with a runner on third base and one out. What are you going to do? You're facing Justin Verlander in a key spot. Like what do he, you do? He's not going to just you throw, do? He's not going to pipe fastballs to you. Just well, he, like if you're John Carlos Stanton, he is. Yeah, well. <laughs> so it's just uh, unbelievable. I mean, that was a great clip um, from that from that from that show file territory. But um, that game of just only teaching exit velocity and walks, it's so frustrating. It's so insanely frustrating to have watched this team underperform at the major league level in those key areas outside of exit velocity and walks and then realize like get actual someone who was in that system saying they don't even teach baseball. They are just teaching this other crap that has not translated at the major league level. And I guess the analytics guys and Cashman is one of them are just banking on, well, eventually it'll even out for us in the end, right? The, the playoffs are a crap shoot. Like, just get to the get to the playoffs and then see what happens. But when everything throughout there are baseball crap shoot history, if you can hit situationally, yeah, but, there are crapshoot if you can if you. But can it's hit not a crapshoot. It's not a crapshoot though. Throughout baseball history, but just let's look at the last few years. The Astros have been there every single year, whether it's the ALCS or the World Series. Every year, that's not a crapshoot. No, they're it's not. good. That's not a crapshoot. The Braves who are now the best team in the National League, probably the best team in baseball, won the World Series a couple of years ago. They're going to be right there again. The Dodgers have been... So it's just like the crapshoot argument is just a fallback for when the analytics don't work. That's all it is. It's, well, this the, the, the algorithm told me this is going to work with enough sample size, so we're just going to keep putting our head down and plowing forward because eventually it's going to work out for us. That's... Not how baseball works because humans are involved in baseball. They're not robots. It's not a computer algorithm. I understand that can help you identify things for baseball, but it doesn't play baseball. I gotta say, man, we've been saying this since the birth of analytics. You know, this isn't this isn't like old man screaming. It's how I test versus nerd test segment was was this is started. yeah. It's just it's not it's not hard to see that. It's not hard to see that. I don't know why so many other people and. Look, there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of people getting on uh, Michael K recently too for things that he's saying on his show, uh, calling him a scapegoat, call, or calling uh, you know him uh, a show for the Yankees organization. Which, yes, of course, like there's there's certainly an element of that. He's em- employed by the Yankees. Um, he'll always say that he is is not influenced by them. They're not saying telling him to say not say <laughs> they things. They sign but, his paycheck. 
it's bullshit. Like I, I know for a fact that, that there are influences there, whether it's a direct, uh, you know, order or not, it's, it's happening. I promise you it's happening. There are whispers, there are emails, there are all that. It happened to us when we were, yeah, it happened to uh, us. Well. Like, so it's like, you know, so damn well, it's happening to them. Look, look what happened. Look what happened with the, um, the announcer for the Orioles. Like you don't think that the, the teams, the teams are, are, are sending messages to their broadcasts. The biggest problem with all of this is when the team owns the sports regional sports network that covers the team. That's a problem. That's a it's a conflict of interest, and it's happening more and more. But um, he's he's talking about the 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 fact that you know the the Yankees. Uh, he's he's been saying recently that a lot of things have just gone wrong. A lot of things have gone wrong, injuries and stuff like that. And while that's true, they have. Uh, there there's still there's no adjustment. And that's the biggest problem. And when you're talking about the big things that that have gone wrong and that are maybe unlucky, you could point to those. That's part of the story. That's part of what's happening. But you can all you also uh, have an obligation to point to the Frankie Montases of the world, the acquisitions of uh, Josh Donaldson within that trade that that uh, completely hamstrung them from doing anything else at third base. Um, I'm not going to put IKF in that because I think he's been a bright spot. The but you look at some of these these decisions, all of the trade deadline from last year. They, they've just been egregious in 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 the way that they've scouted and assessed the players as well. Because when you're looking at these players, even us, we were we were happy with a lot of the acquisitions that they did because it was a, a change in in what was uh, in what was happening at the current time. But they didn't scout appropriately to identify even injuries. And when you find that out, then your take on the on the acquisition is completely off because you didn't have all the information. They did have all the information and they chose to be reckless in some of those cases. And that's just, it, it, it's irresponsible and it's, uh, it's, it's inexcusable. Frankie, Frankie Montas alone should get Cashman fired, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's just like, they, they, okay, so they're using the injury excuse again every year for the last six years. They've just been unlucky with injuries. Or do you just have poor medical staff? Do you just have a, a medical staff that is not doing their job good enough? I yeah, understand from before, injuries from beforehand happen. and after. I understand injuries happen, but the Yankees have had more than average injuries, and and their guys have re-injured themselves. Like let's use the latest example of Nestor Cortez. What happened there? The guy's working back from a groin injury, and then his rotator cuff uh, is sore after the one start, one rehab start, or one. Uh, start he makes back what happened there what are we going to find out in a couple weeks that the Yankees did wrong there because I know it's going to be something Anthony Rizzo very unlucky play with Tatis and I know they did the concussion protocol and he passed he was then the worst hitter in Major League Baseball for two straight months and they just let him keep playing I understand a couple weeks once July 1st rolls around and the guy literally can't make contact maybe talk to him Maybe ask him how he's feeling. Maybe rerun some tests. Anything. Anything. Brian Cashman. So, yeah, unlucky with injuries. But the Yankees have had to get close to a 1,000 plate appearances from IKF, Jake Bowers, Willie Calhoun, Billy McKinney, Franchi Cordero, and Ben Rortfett this year. Almost a 1,000 plate appearances. You talk about building depth. That's not good enough depth. If your if your quote unquote starters are going to be injured this much, you cannot rely on that level of depth. That's not good enough depth because they're all league average hitters as far as OPS plus goes or worse. 
I understand Jake Bowers has had, has had some moments. Billy McKinney has had some moments. But the bottom line is they're like 102 OPS players. IKF, you said, has been a bright spot for the Yankees this year. He's been very versatile, played the outfield. I agree. The fact of the matter is he's a 90 OPS player, OPS plus hitter. Yeah, okay? he's a complimentary player to a team He's a complimentary piece. Yeah. Yes. He is not a starting player. Correct. None of these guys are starting players, and they've had a thousand plate appearances from, from this unit combined. And the guys that he he the veterans or the the anointed rookies that this team was relying on have been Stanton, 201 batting average, 98 WRC plus. Rizzo, 244 batting average, 96 WRC plus. Donaldson, 142 batting average, 77 WRC plus. Harrison Bader, 262 batting average, 92 WRC plus. Aside from the two-week stretch he had when he first came back when he was lighting the world on fire, awful. Worse than he was in St. Louis, which I said in the offseason is a concern. This guy has multiple years of major league uh, service time, and he's a league average hitter. And guess what? That's what he is with the Yankees. Shocking. Anthony Volpe. I, I, I'm not going to crush Anthony Volpe because he is a rookie, but I'm sorry. You anoint, He was your top prospect. He was a highly ranked prospect in Major League Baseball. The anointed one, 212 batting average, 87 WRC+. plus. That is not good enough. You, do you think that – I hate putting Volpe on this, on this list, but the – I understand your what you're saying, but at the same time, when you surround a rookie with a, a team that that should be good Fine. and effective, take Volpe you know, off the list. You're looking, like, you're looking care. at a different player probably uh, with more success. Why? As well, they're not uh, teaching them how to situationally hit and handle major league hitting in the minors. Just worry about hitting the ball 95. Though. Just hit the ball 95 miles an hour and uh, and walk. That's all. Another one who had to take it upon himself to fix his stance. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, that's, that's, you look at that. That's, that's a black mark right there. I mean, it's just I, like, it's just, you know who I would love to hear from. And we, we probably won't just cause he wants to work in baseball again. Um, I, I would love to hear from Dylan Lawson. I would love to talk to Dylan Lawson about yeah. what has transpired here, because I promise you, he's got a different sort of story and a different side of things. <clears throat> Uh, before we talk about a couple other things, Athletic Greens, AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It is all your Keith Health products in one. There's a lot of health options out there, but uh, you know AG1 is good because it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And in my book, the number one way to gauge a product is look at what the people are saying because reviews do not lie. Crowdsource a opinions, baby. AG1 is loaded with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. It promotes gut health with pre and probiotics, gives you better sleep quality and recovery, and allows you to focus throughout the day. Um, I've got a Friday wedding this week, Scott, so mm. I am going to be packing my my little travel travel envelopes of AG1 for that that Saturday morning wake up. And also, by the way, like at this point, I've got two kids in my life, like. Land's like, oh, we get to sleep in this weekend. I'm like, yeah, I haven't slept past 6.15 in a long time, and I don't expect to do it this weekend either. You will also not crash with AG1 because it has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial flavoring. It's easy to build into your daily routine, and it only costs uh, about $3 per serving. Go to drinkag1.com slash pinstripes for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs drinkag1.com slash pinstripes. Thank you, AG1. Um, 
couple other things just to turn the knife that is already Mm. in everyone's backs. Gary Sanchez this year, (laughs) who really didn't start playing baseball since uh, Memorial Day, uh, 16 homers and 212 plate appearances. I pulled these numbers uh, a day ago. So he, he, I don't, did he hit a home run last night? I didn't see. But that's one home run every 13 plate appearances. Sanchez this year would rank third on the Yankees in home runs behind Judge and Glaber. He's got the same home runs per plate appearance as Judge this year. Uh, and it's just the, the fact that Judge still leads the team in home runs, even though he was out for two months, is just insane. Uh, Glaber, you know, you know, whatever. Glaber hits a home run. That's the thing. They're not even hitting home runs. (laughs) They're not even hitting home runs. That was, that was always the saving grace. The saving grace was production from this team. The saving grace was power, pinstripe, pride, power. You know, the, the poster that, that, uh, that Costanza or Seinfeld had on the, it was Costanza who had it on the wall. This has been a, a staple in the Yankees organization for a very long time. And they're not even hitting home runs. They're not hitting home runs this year. Aaron Judge, like you just said, out significant amount of time still leading it's it's crazy so when you don't have the production on the power side and you can't situationally hit you can't get on you can't hit for average you can't get on base you're fucked (laughs) you've got nothing what you have is a lot of shutouts a yankees offense ranks in offensive production this year catcher 27th first base 22nd second base 11th there's your Glaber Torres praise. He is 11th in Major League Baseball in, short, in second base production. Third base, 24th. Shortstop, 18th. Left field, 27th. Center field, 9th. A lot of that is because Aaron Judge played a lot of center field early in the year, okay? Right field, 11th. A lot of that is because Aaron Judge is your right fielder. Outfield, overall, 16th. DH, 2nd. A lot of that is because Aaron Judge has DH this year. Overall, they rank 19th in the league in offensive production. We haven't even talked about the pitching staff, which is just completely in shambles. What are the odds that Michael King injures himself as they try and stretch him out to be a starter? I mean, holy crap, is this team? Why can't, I don't understand fire. why they can't stretch him out on a day that their best pitcher, not named Garrett Cole, is pitching. Uh, Vasquez, <laughs> this kid gives up a couple runs. Uh, you know, I, he his his uh, his location Did it matter? wasn't there. Were they gonna score yesterday? No, it didn't matter. But that's my point. Like. We're we're here. This is where we are. Let the kid pitch. You want to stretch out Michael King? Do it on a Severino day. You know what I'm saying? Like because Severino is going to continue to pitch. Who, by the way, uh, that I I feel for Severino. I really do because there were when you're watching him pitch, you see you see Severino. That cut fastball the other night actually oh, yeah. looked really good. The cut oh, fastball. Oh, Bo- looked- Boone thought his stuff had life to it. Well, it kind of did. <laughs> The, the problem is, is that he's still leaving he's the still too many pitches out in the middle of the Two home zone. runs, both of them, both home runs. Go look at the pitches. Oh, I saw them. Home I, runs know. I know. Bad. When you see some of the strikeout pitches, high. when you see some of the strikeout Fine. pitches, you're like, there he is, there Great. he is, and then all of a sudden he disappears and throws a fastball. You know what's going to happen with, with Luis Severino this offseason? He's going to sign with exactly Tampa on a prove me deal, and he's going to turn yeah. into a freaking Cy Young again because they oh, no will be able to fix him. Yes, the Yankees are incapable of fixing anybody. Any other team that is decent will fix him because, of course, the talent is there. Of course, the stuff is there. Anyone with eyeballs can see that. Yeah, And then he'll he'll pitch well. He'll get a contract that hopefully it's not the Yankees because they'll sign him and he'll be injured again. But he's still an injury guy, so whoever signs him long-term, have fun with that. Yeah. But yeah, stretch him out on a different day if you want to do that. 
also his press conference at the end was weird about how he complained about being in between at one point and like stopped complaining and then he started doing well. Wait, what? Michael King. There was something about like, you know, uh, a couple of years when he was, um, he came up as a starter, then he was put, put in the back of the pen. And then he, he kind of, the word Swiss army white knife was used by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and he I was, guarantee you. He meant, no, he mentioned something about me. him not being, not being um, on board with going back and forth too many times. And he voiced that opinion rather than just embracing whatever the role is. And, well, and, and that's been a big change that last year. I'm just saying there's, there's just, again, it's like, it, it goes back to like, if you have a guy like Michael King, who's pushing back against his usage, what is happening in the, in the, in the clubhouse, a guy like Michael King is pushing back and you're, you're and that's, and that's okay. And that's a thing that's happening. If that's happening, period, there's a problem with the clubhouse. There's a problem. No, everyone loves Boone. They play, for, they play hard for him. Yeah. <clears throat> well got the Red Sox coming up. You know, you know Cora wants to spank this team right now. Like the, just because. A, a JV high school team could spank the Yankees right now. Matt Blake's former team that he what? came from. Oh, I was like, I was like, Matt Blake was with the Red Sox? No, no, yeah. No, the, no. The, the community the JV college team. in Massachusetts that yeah. he was with. Right. Could Before he was anointed Yankees. as the pitching coach, yes. <laughs> Could spank the team. Uh, it's um. Anything you want to touch on from the actual series? No, the Braves are awesome. They're fun yeah, to watch. They're really good. That yeah. lineup is insane. Balance, is. like lefty righty balance. It's just like Matt Olson did. They they were talking about how since uh, moving to the cleanup spot, he he's got like some. He's on some crazy run. He's a, he's a, a forty hundred. Like because like that's another thing that we were talking about in chat the Yankees decisions at first base. And again, it's hard to get on Rizzo because of the concussion this year. And Rizzo was having a really good season, but um, they were in on Olsen at one point to, to trade for him. There was talks that they were discussing Freddie Freeman as an option for free agency. And they ended up landing on Anthony Rizzo, who again, I know has not been, it's not like that's the pro that's the number one problem, but Anthony Rizzo has not been as good as Matt Olsen or Freddie Freeman. Yes. I know those two guys are, Making more money, but once again, but the that's, Yankees that's had the, the opportunity yes. to fix an issue on their roster with premium guys, and they chose something else. Well, they chose. And this is not to say there's anything against Rizzo because I, I think we're no, all it's not that like he a Rizzo. Knock. He was it's having a hell like of a year, but sort that that one is like it's really bad luck in the way that that happened. And there are some of those really bad luck situations on this team. There's no doubt about it. You can't not acknowledge that, but there are. But how much of that goes into not signing a guy like Olsen or, or, you know, going well, after you'd have had to trade for Olsen, uh, probably a but, significant but you, package. But how much of Donaldson's contract right. right into that? How much of Donaldson's contract for, for two years that you're paying him 26 million, $25 million weighed well, that into was after Olsen got dealt after 21, right? After the Braves won the world series, uh, Freeman signed in Atlanta, in, uh, LA. And then they traded for Olsen and the Yankees, uh, Logan, you dropped in an article from like something um, about what the Yankees were discussing for Olsen in that offseason. They they never really got far into it because the A's were asking for Volpe, apparently. Okay. I don't know if they would have ever gotten Volpe because I don't think that the package that the Braves gave up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't but think that was. was the initial asking price. But that's always the initial asking price when, when, you, when, you, yeah. when you've got a, a chip. 
to trade. You ask for the team's best prospect. And then you, if you don't get them, you, you move on. So maybe it was Peraza and some other pieces that could have gotten that deal done for Matt Olson, who would have been a really good fit in this Yankees lineup. And again, a it's really not good a fit. Knock- he's a perfect fit. Yeah. He's it's a- not a knock on Rizzo necessarily, but it's a knock on the Yankees choosing play, you know, option Value. B instead of c- option A, which is clearly better. With the shortstops uh, free agency class of a couple years ago, the free the first base options in that offseason, like these different situations. That Did you Brian read that, Cashman, that Mike Mike Axisa article that I put in here from CBS? There was he he has a really good article. He's he's good. He's former uh, River Avenue Blues guy. Um, he made some excellent points in the article uh, that that really was talking about how this started, and it really went back to them getting under the luxury tax. Rather than you have a team in 17 um, who e- exceeded all expectations. And the thing that you do is you take a step back and get under the luxury tax rather than yeah. actually spending and and adding to that team. It's like they 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 didn't take advantage of what was in front of them with the young talent and double down to to acquire more guys. Instead, they cut their um their they 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 were more interested in profit margin than putting the best team uh, and winning. Well, they had a plan. So what? here's what happened, right? They had a plan no, probably set at some point Which two, we know years do. earlier yeah. to get under the luxury tax in 2018. But then 2017 happened. That wasn't planned. And instead of saying, well, now let's change our plans. No, let's stick to our plan. Which yeah. the more I think about it is exactly the reason they chose Stanton over the free agent class of Machado and Harper, which was coming up that next offseason. Because yes. the Marlins paid part of Stanton's contract, so they could get the quote-unquote big bat everyone was hoping they would sign the next year early for cheaper. But what wasn't factored in was that you didn't need Stanton's bat. You needed a different type of bat in the lineup or a different position in the lineup. You didn't need another DH outfielder who strikes out a lot and hits a lot of home runs. You already had Judge, you already had Gary Sanchez in that lineup. You didn't need Stanton. You needed a you needed Machado. That's who the guy was. And the other or the other Harper. point that the other point that he was making in the article which is 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 an excellent point because it goes back to the the tax threshold and how this team was cutting just to get that number in a in a proper spot. Like you look at the Aaron Hicks contract, you look at Severino contract, all oh, of these longer up. term contracts that that spread the dollars out to make it a better luxury tax hit. Um, could you could have gotten if you if you if you actually take the total value of it and you knock it down to a five year deal or a four year deal and you take that AAV, you're looking at the type of player you could have gotten for that money, uh, and it's a significantly better player. So they they were looking for the value contract so that they could make the luxury tax hit lessened so that they could get underneath the cap. And as you break it down, a lot of it goes back to that 2017, 2018 off season and where everything started really going wrong and getting rid of Girardi, getting under the thing, like all of that shit went wrong. Aaron Boone, wrong. Getting under the tax threshold, wrong. The crazy thing is we're talking about how they had to spread out contracts as if they're the small market raise trying right. to make like an $85 million payroll work. They're still spending $300 million and because it's just spent in all the wrong places. <laughs> like it's like, and yeah, you got to sign Cole and you got to sign judge. That is this team judge and Cole. That's it. Mm-hmm. The two players cannot win a, a game of baseball. Sorry.
No, I think Cole's lost nine <laughs> nine games that he's pitched in, something like that, and he's a Cy Young candidate. Probably going to win the Cy Young. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. I know we didn't talk much about the Atlanta series. I don't think anyone's going to mind about that. Really interesting stuff, though, just being discussed across um, across you know media about the Yankees. I I, I expect that to continue. Um, yeah, quarter of the wanna... season left, as Aaron Boone has uh, has has said. Quarter of the season. Yeah, gotta a lot find of time. Some new. Got to find some. Yeah, start digging for some uh, some juicy shit. Back to 2018. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to AG1 and Game Time for sponsoring us today. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.